hey, this is your conscience. Quit drinking yourself to death there, buddy. You know what you should do instead? Go on over to OregonBaba.com. Get yourself some DIY edible kits. You know, cannabis is good for you. You know that. You know the, what they taught you in D.A.R.E. That it kills brain cells. It's going to hurt your lungs all horse shit. Maybe you have some inflammation. Maybe you got some uh, seizures you need to take care of. Maybe you're going through some, I don't know, chemo. It's not unheard of, unfortunately. Get yourself some, some DIY edible kits. That way you're not going to get, you know, you can calibrate it yourself, do your own dosage. Um, yeah, organbob.com. Uh, they have some DIY edible kits, candy mixers, candy molds, so you can make your own uh, edibles. Make sure it's legal in your state, of course. And again, organbob.com. Com. We're also brought to you by Octane Inc. Octane Inc. specializes in vehicle wraps, snowmobile wraps, custom apparel, and race car lettering. With a deep history in motorsports and a love for anything fast, Octane Inc. has quickly become the Midwest's premier one-stop shop. Anything you want customized, they can make it happen. Maybe you got a business logo, personal monogram, or whatever it is, some political emblem, family crest, whatever it is, they can make it happen. Go to OctaneIncLLC.com today or find them on any social media platform. Again, that's OctaneIncLLC.com. On to the podcast. Hello there. Welcome to episode 47 of the Hey, Okay, Ha, Happy Hour. How you guys doing? Cheers to you, whatever you're drinking. If you're just joining us, here's what we do on the, the Hey, Okay, Ha, Happy Hour. We have a drink. How many drinks? One drink. At least I do. You can have as many drinks as you wish. Now, we try to keep it healthy here on the Hey, Okay, Ha, Happy Hour. I try to drink coffee, kombucha, right? Because God knows I'll be drinking later. And you can't be day drinking when you're also night drinking. You can pick a time. So right now I'm drinking my, I'm drinking a latte. Hmm. How do you like that? He's a latte sipping liberal in his hybrid, driving around in his hybrid SUV. Um... I had somebody tell me something the other week. They told me, Snyder's, I can't, I don't know where you stand. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? I think it's pretty clear where I stand on any given fucking thing. He says, I don't, I don't know where you stand, like, politically. What, are you a liberal? Are you a Democrat? Are you a Republican? Are you conservative? What are you? Because this, you say this, you sound like one of them right-wingers, you say this, you sound like one of them darn dirty hippies. The fuck? Pick a side there. And I, he didn't mean it as a compliment, but it was the nicest thing I've heard all year. Um, I think it's weird that the, it's the other way around. How weird is it that there's two sides and like every single issue of which there's literally an infinite number of issues if you want to just a Depends on the level of analysis. 
that half of them are all going to be, you're going to agree on all of them, or you're going to disagree. It's, that's fucking ridiculous. Like, what does, I don't know. I don't want to talk. I don't want to get political here. What are we doing? What are we talking political? The point is, I, I like to drink a latte. What's wrong with drinking a latte every once in a while? Huh? Doesn't mean that I support high taxes. And I don't know. What are some other dumb liberal ideas? I, I don't support high taxes and gun control necessarily. Right? It's just because I hunt or attempt to hunt, doesn't mean I support, or some dumb conservative ideas, doesn't mean I support endless war, and actually I guess that's a, that's a bipartisan <laughs> issue there, doesn't mean I support taking away rights from the queers there, queers have every right we do, don't they? You can't call them queer, what, what the fuck are you talking about, LGBQ, it's right in their fucking self, uh, identified community. I, I don't know. <coughs> I'm a simple man. I'm a simple man. Your new age language frightens me. It makes me wonder, is the world changing? Am I missing the boat? Is that why old people become conservative? What is the deal with voting rights? I don't understand it. Um, they're a little... My voice is a little little rasp, maybe. Maybe a little little blurrier than normal. Can a voice be blurry? Sure. I did a, a set last night. A little, uh, what, a seven-minute set there at the uh, Boss's Comedy Club in the Ramada Inn in Sioux Falls. And uh, it was a good time. Good time. Uh, a lot of funny fucks here in the Sioux Falls. A lot of funny fucks. Every there, I think, you know, Seems like everybody there has uh, used to have road gigs, or at least were uh, on the precipice of, you know, kind of like me. Like, oh, I'm going to brand, oh, no, nope. everything's shut down. There are no comedy clubs. And I had a good time, so shout out to everybody there. Um, but what was my point? Oh, yeah, drinking. Something about the Midwest. Maybe I've talked about this before. You gotta watch your you gotta watch your drinking intake when you venture into the Midwest, because it's it's really easy to drink every night. Like, like you know, on, if I'm so, I'm on the Philadelphia, as in New York, even I could take weeks off drinking, right? Just say, you know what, I'm gonna not drink for two weeks. Not that I have a problem, but. Avoid the best. What is it? The best cure is prevention. So I'm just gonna take a few weeks off here. And there's other shit you can do, right? To distract yourself from your mortality and your country's descent into dystopian madness. Other distractions, right? But you in the Midwest, and also you know, because this is my home turf. I grew up in these parts, more or less, right? And so you see people, hey, buddy, haven't seen you in a while. Let's drink some milk. Nope, we fuck, you drink fucking beer or whatever, right? And so it got to the point where I go out on a Saturday night and I don't drink for what feels like a week. 
and it's it's only Tuesday night. It's like, I haven't drank forever. Maybe I can drink tonight. It's Tuesday. How about you at least wait until the weekend? Hmm? Why don't you do that? I was talking to a comic last night after the show. We were at a bar. This guy's sober. He's been sober for a few years. Great willpower. He can still go into bars after performing, hang out, not drink. Like, that's impressive. Because it's easy to be a, a teetotaler. Is that the right word? Whatever. AA guy, quit drinking, recovering alcoholic, and just hole up in your basement. No booze. But to walk into the belly of the beast, that is discipline. Me, I do not have that discipline. I drank a little bit. And the fucked up part is I'm probably going to drink a little bit more here in about an hour or two. These fucking $3.50 Long Island. What am I, a goddamn college student? $3.50 Long Island iced teas. That shit should be illegal. It should be illegal. I'm just kidding. Nothing should be illegal. But if anything should be illegal, it should be selling a drug like that for less than $5. You tell me I give you a $5 bill and I'm tipping you a well? And I get a fucking glass of liquor? What the fuck's in a Long Island iced tea? Let me look this up. Long Island Ike Long Island Ice Tea. What is in a Long Island Ice Tea? Long Island Ice Tea is a is as boozy as drinks get. It was popularized in the 1970s. Of course it was. It's such a 70s drink, isn't it? The Long Island Ice Tea. Just a fucking cheapo just sleazy fucking drink. It's possible the cocktail was born out of prohibition when thirsty scofflaws. I love that word, scofflaw. If you have 13 friends over right now, you're a goddamn scofflaw. He scoffs at laws. Um, wanted They wanted to disguise their booze. It's also possible the drink sprung up in the 70s at a bar in Long Island or maybe at a TGI Friday's. One thing is also, one thing is known for sure. You still can't throw a lemon wedge inside the chain restaurant without knocking one over. Okay. I think that's enough. But uh, wait, that doesn't answer my question. What the fuck is in a Long Island iced tea? Okay, three-fourth ounce vodka, three-fourth ounce white rum, three-fourth ounce silver tequila, Three-fourth ounce gin? Three-fourth ounce triple sec. What the fuck? Somebody just took, like, the remaining glasses of a cocktail happy hour and just poured everything into one pitcher. And, and the Long Island iced tea was born. And here's where it gets unhealthy, right? Three-fourth. Why do I say three-quarters? Why am I saying three-fourths? What a, what a literal fuck I am. Three-quarter ounce simple syrup. Um, that's mean. You're not, you're not simple syrup. You're complicated, but technically molecularly you're simple. Uh, And then three quarter, sorry. Yes. Three quarter ounce lemon juice, freshly squeezed cola to top garnish lemon wedge. There you have it. There's your fucking Long Island iced tea. 
that I'm going to be drinking maybe shortly. Uh, are you still with us? But I shouldn't be doing this. Why are my headlights on? Fuck. One second. Beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. Ah, fuck. False alarm. You know, people like to make fun of those fucking rednecks that sit in their trucks and talk shit about the liberal Democrats and all that fuck and the globalists and shit like that. But am I really doing it any differently when you come down to it? Can I judge those guys? No. No, I cannot. Will I anyway? Probably. Uh, but it's just like, I think they're in their fucking trucks. They want to get, they want to be saying this shit around their wives. They don't want to be saying this shit around their, their horses, whatever the fuck they got. No, you got to take that shit into the truck. Just like I do with my, my crossover SUV hybrid. <laughs> um, you know, it's a good little sound studio. I like it. Leave me alone. It's a little hot in the summertime, but right now, this time of year, it's perfect. You guys going to get your vaccine? Hmm? You guys excited for the vaccine? So here's the deal. Like, if we get the vaccine, are we still going to have the lockdown? If so, what's the point? And did you see Obama? Obama says he's going to get the vaccine on TV so he can build trust in, in it. Like is that? You think the 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 vaccine manufacturers are like, you know what, Barack? Thanks, but just sit this one out. We saw what you did with the Flint water. Now that was not not a good look. Remember that? Barack's like Flint water. It's perfectly drinkable. In fact, is this is this Flint water right here in this glass? Is it? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink it because it's perfectly drinkable and healthy. By the way, uh, children, make sure you get tested for lead. Yeah, that didn't age very well. So that same guy is going to go on television uh, and get a needle poked into him. And that's supposed to make us trust this more? More. That's, that's, okay. First of all, I think the people that are worried about the vaccine, it's not like they're worried you're going to get the shot. And start frothing at the mouth and like die on the spot. I don't think anybody's worried about that. I mean, maybe some retards are, but I don't think that's the legitimate concern. I think the legitimate concern are the long-term effects of a, a new technology. Because here's what's funny about the old COVID vaccination. In the case of all three examples, it's technically not a vaccine. What? This guy's crazy. He's one of those right-wing conspiracy theorists in a truck. It's, no, it's technically not a vaccine. Vaccines, as you well know, contain a weakened form of the germ virus that your body will recognize and develop white blood cells. That, hey, look at that fucking thing. And then they'll remember it and you develop immunity. Good thing. It's a good thing the old vaccinations cured polio. Pretty awesome. 
you know, we just take that shit for granted. No more polio. Pretty cool. So vaccines are, you know, they're just kind of the, the continuation of a long tradition of inoculation, they call it, you know. In the 1700s, they would inoculate. They probably put you in a fucking canvas bag with some version of the, I don't know what they did. But, you know, they put it in a syringe, they inject it in your bloodstream. They call it a, a vaccine. Cool. This thing is not that. There is no COVID, SARS, whatever the fuck they call it, virus in this so-called vaccine. Okay? What it is, it's a messenger RNA vaccine. They call it that. Messenger RNA. In other words, instead of containing the actual virus, it contains a snippet of the RNA code, right? And what this does, we're told, is it tells your body, hey, you better grow a little protein spike that looks just like the protein spike on the virus that we're trying to protect you from. That way your body will see the protein spike and then when that protein spike comes around in the form of the virus, it'll know and it'll protect you against it. And it's like, it doesn't really pass the sniff test. I mean, you read the description, you get down to the nuts and bolts, and you know how the language they use, but I'm putting it in layman's terms, obviously. They call it a messenger RNA or an mRNA vaccine. Thing is, this hasn't been tried before, this kind of so-called vaccine, right? Never been tried. But they're so sure that it's harmless. They're positive that it's harmless and there's no long-term effects. That's mathematically impossible. It is mathematically impossible for you to be certain there are no long-term effects of a new technology. You don't know. You don't. You can say you don't know. By the way, Pfizer's been caught lying about their products before. They've paid billions in fines and settlements for this shit. Like, why is it considered crazy to be skeptical of the medical establishment? Especially considering history. Um, Tuskegee was not like some minor blip. The, Dis- the Tuskegee fucking experiments. We, we think that that was, happened in rural Alabama. It was some isolated incident. No, that was put on by the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, or it could have been the NIH. I, I forget. It was a federal agency that was purposefully studying syphilis killing black men. They'd come in for the medicine. They'd purposefully not give them the medicine give them something else, and watch them die. Allegedly because they wanted to study the effects. Sure. But even the most charitable explanation of why the fuck they would do that is still Nazi-esque. And this wasn't discovered because it was like a rare thing that only happened there. That There was a newspaper that managed to uncover this. And it's a shame I don't remember the reporter's name because journalism like that is real journalism for the public good when that level of corruption and evil is uncovered they had to stop it and that wasn't the only place that shit was going on that's why black folks don't fuck with vaccines or doctors in general trusting vaccine manufacturers is the ultimate white privilege right if you've been insulated and protected 
from these devils and the way they experiment and don't give a fuck about you and want to sell their shit. Like, the default position should not be blind faith. That's what it is. It's a leap of faith. When you believe any of this narrative, COVID-related, do keep in mind you are engaging in faith, right? There's a lot of this appeal to authority fallacy where it's basically like if you don't trust the narrative put forth by the establishment, you hate science. It's like, well, that's not how science works, right? Science doesn't work by consensus or dictate or authority figures having a monopoly on what the truth is. That's the opposite of science. That's, in fact, what the Enlightenment was fighting against, was when the church would say, we have a monopoly on knowledge, do not question us, only we have the power. Now, science, quote-unquote science, as currently marketed, is the antithesis of that, right? But it's really not, if you get to the level of, you just... Real science is having experiments that are validated. Um, you have, you have uh, triple-blind studies. You know, you got to control for variables. You got that's fucking science. But nowadays, science is belonging to the Facebook group. I fucking love science. Look at how intellectual I am. Look at this meme by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Look at look at this. I'm so scientific. Welcome to Sued Corner with your host, M.P. Snyders. Um, so I think, you know, cost-benefit analysis on this vaccine, if this so-called vaccine was going to protect us from, I don't know, like some flesh-eating virus that was killing 10% of the population, I would still be like, eh, I don't know. Am I? But for this, for this, for this whose claim to fame is it, murders the fuck out of 80-year-olds in nursing homes. Doesn't even get children sick. Like, doesn't even get, like, this, you know, I don't, cost-benefit analysis, don't quite understand it. What are we so afraid of that we're willing to take this risk? And it might be perfectly healthy. You know, might be great for you. The point is, you don't know. You don't know. And if you think you do know, you don't. But if you take it, you're acting on faith. That's what you're doing. It's not science just to take so-called... Hey, they call themselves scientists, so if I take them at their word, I'm acting scientifically. Again, that's not how science works. So, you look it up yourself. You don't have to listen to my uneducated description of this so-called vaccine. Look it up yourself. M-R-N-A. That's what it is. It does not contain the virus. Okay? So, it's not a vaccine... In the, you know, hitherto understood definition of the word. It's a preventative shot. Sure. We have some preventative care in the form of a syringe. Well, and make sure. And the other thing that is kind of a red flag is we're told that if you get COVID, you are not immune to it. That you can get it again and again and again. Now, this isn't hard for me to believe. For example, I had chickenpox twice. Now, it's very rare, right? They say if you get chickenpox once, you're immune, and that's usually the case. But there's always exceptions, right? But in general, you get a disease, virus, 
your body develops antibodies. I'm sorry, antibodies. Is that bacteria? Um, you know what I mean. The white blood cells, they know what the fuck they're doing. They see that virus, you're immune. Well, they're saying COVID is an exception. You can get COVID over and over and over again. Okay, then how the fuck would a vaccine, even a proper vaccine, a traditional vaccine that was proven to, if that's the case, how would that work? You're telling me your body can't develop immunity to it from getting the actual virus, but it will for sure develop immunity from a mRNA pseudo vaccine. Well, no further questions. Line, let's line up. And the, the, when they tell you they're sure, they're lying. They're not sure. They're not. That's a lie. We know it's a lot. You can't be sure of anything, let alone something that's brand new. Red flag. But the fact that they don't know that it's harmless doesn't, it also goes, I don't know that it's harmful. I'm not claiming that. I know this vaccine is going to make your head shape like a fucking cone. I know this, I don't know shit. I don't know if it causes anything. But I do know they're even preparing us for side effects. They're saying 10 to 15% will have serious side effects, whatever the fuck that means. A lot of people be sick for a day or two. It's like, how is it different than getting the actual disease then? The actual virus, most people don't even get sick. And those who do usually get sick for two to five days. You're telling me that's the side effect of it? So cost-benefit analysis, why the fuck would you take this unless you're just a fucking slave to groupthink? Because they've done such a good job of vilifying and ridiculing anybody that has questions about vaccines, right? It's a red herring. Like, if you question a specific vaccine, they'll automatically say, you don't understand science and you hate vaccines. Vaccines have done so much good. Yeah, they have done good. Vaccines are good. A specific vaccine might have other ingredients with it that are not so good, right? And you can peddle poison calling it a vaccine. That's... It's not me, that's not to say vaccines aren't good and haven't done good. The flu shot is 40 to 60% effective. What the fuck does that mean? 40 to 60% of the time it works every time? It's a coin flip. I know plenty of people get the flu shot. They still get the fucking flu. Now I sound like what they would call an anti-vaxxer. I'm just asking questions. Like, we've been shooting the shit out of the population with flu shots in the last five years. Flu has gone up. If you look back 20 years, flu is less prevalent. It's like they're introducing flu, the flu virus into the population via vaccines. That's what you might conclude if you're an alien looking at this objectively. Why is there more flu when there's more vaccines? Just asking questions. It works 40 to 60% of the time by their own admission. Vaccine manufacturers are immune to lawsuits, I think. Last I checked, that was true. Most, everything I'm saying, double check me. Double check me. But when you do, if you Google it, these fucking algorithms, they'll have three pages devoted to, quote unquote, debunking this shit, or at least trying to, before you get to the meat and potatoes. There's plenty of doctors and scientists who raise concerns about vaccines and other kind of, kinds of treatments. So don't let them bully you. They'll bully you. They'll, they'll call you all sorts of names. You're an anti-vaxxer. Just bend over and take it. 
When has the medical community and the government ever lied to the people? Never. Tuskegee was an exception. <laughs> um, I don't know. Fucking MK Ultra, all this crazy shit. That's just what we know of. That's what we know of. You know. Don't be so cynical. You think everyone's out to get you. It's like, yeah, people in positions of power, people who are attracted to those positions are predators. That's what they are, right? Like, there may be a few true believers. I want to help the planet. I'm going to attain a position of power to help. There's a few like that, sure. There's also a lot of people like, hey, power. Whoa, cool. Let me, give me some of that shit. How do I convince them to trust me? Hey, just go to sales 101. A lot of this shit's sales 101 tactics. All these narratives are, they're asking us to believe. Uh, California is under a new stay-at-home order. I'm, I appreciate the honesty and language. Remember at first they were calling it a quarantine? <laughs> the fuck does that mean? Quarantine used to mean you take sick people and you separate them from healthy people. Now it's like we're going to put a population under a prison state. We'll call that a quarantine. Across the board. You got to stay in your home. You could go outside to buy some groceries though. You could go outside if you want to if you want to maybe go for a walk. What authority does a governor or any politician have to issue any of this nonsense? Let's start there. Let's forget about is the virus that big of a threat? Does it warrant the Let's let's forget. Let's say the virus does warrant it. Who the fuck has the authority to shut down? That's crazy. Like, we're not in a free country. We're certainly not a brave. We're not the land of the brave. That's for damn sure. But we're no longer in a free country. If a politician can shut everything down and lock you in your home by police order, you're not free. Now you can argue that. Well. We did a cost-benefit analysis, and it turns out freedom is overrated, and we're going to forego freedom in the name of saving lives, right? You can make that argument. That's that's fine. But you can't have it both ways. You can't claim we're in a free country while people are not allowed to operate their businesses, where human interaction is criminalized. That's not a free country. That's the textbook of a non-free country. That's exactly what military veterans were sent overseas to combat against. Okay, but you again, you can argue that it, that was actually we were we were we were wrong. Turns out freedom sucks. You need fucking security. Sure, but are these school teachers are going to teach these kids? I guarantee you this year that America is still the land of the free that we spread democracy and freedom and all this fucking nonsense while their parents are home, locked in their fucking stay-at-work, work-from-home fucking cubicle, whatever the hell. It, this is madness. So, so was I a fool for taking this land of the free, home of the brave shit seriously? Like, growing up, being taught that? Was I just a naive son of a bitch? I guess so. So teachers, if you're if you're out there, especially your history teachers, your civics teacher, why don't you email me and tell me, explain to me exactly what the fuck you're going to tell these kids with a straight face. How are you going to do it? How are you going to tell them they live in a free country when everything is so obviously not free? But they did it in North Korea. They did it in China, Soviet Union. I guess we'll, we'll do it too. And we'll just swallow it. We'll swallow it. 
Boy, that got dark. Sorry. Sorry. That must mean I need to, to, to finish my latte and save you from, from a more, a, uh, a, uh, a more, a what the fuck word am I looking for? It doesn't matter. An ear beating? Whatever the fuck word is. Hey, you guys have a good week. I'll, I'll uh, touch base next week with you. Until then, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.